recording. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Main Street Murray football preview show as we get into week two of the high school football season here in and around Murray County. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. Um, let's start this preview with a Thursday night matchup, Chris, as Columbia Academy goes over to Bell Buckle to take on the feet of Webb. <laughs> well, I believe if Columbia Academy can force them to only use their feet to score, they got a in shot. good shape. They got a shot, absolutely. <laughs> I, there may not be a better nickname, though, than the, no, web, the web feet. If there is, I would like to hear it because that, that is a, that is a top-notch nickname. That's, that's big time. Kudos to them. Yeah. Um, neither Columbia Academy nor Webb will go undefeated since they both dropped their season openers last week. Webb falling 43-17 down at Cornersville, and the Bulldogs perhaps playing one of the more exciting games of week one in this area, in Middle Tennessee, in the state. 33-31, they fell to Middle Tennessee Christian at home. It's fun to watch. Unfortunate for the home team Bulldogs, but a, a fantastic football game from – from start to finish and you know just once again Monte Baldwin announcing his presence with authority here in the early going of this season we're going to talk about him a lot over the course of this year as you would expect from a kid who rushed for a thousand yards both as a freshman and as a sophomore got off to a great start uh, Friday night 193 yards, three touchdowns in that loss. And I would think Seth Anderson would take that from Monte every week. Yeah, it, it, as often as he'll give it to you, you'll take it. There's yeah. no question. But, again, we talked about that offense going into that ball game and scored 33 points, had a touchdown taken off the board. But, again, Connor Rawson and those receivers as well. Uh, Connor Rawson ran the two-minute drill to perfection. Uh, in order to tie that ball game. I just want to point that out. With 2.44 to go, they score with 22 seconds left. And uh, with an opportunity to win the game with an extra point if they had made it, but it was ultimately blocked, like well, so many blocked, extra points were. Blocked after a untimely celebration penalty, I guess. Yeah, that didn't help either. Yeah, so, I mean, um, but again uh, – you feel good about what Columbia Academy put on the field offensively in that ball game, and we're going to come back and pick these at the end of the show. So stay with us. Um, this is going to be a fun matchup um, Thursday. I mean, this is a Friday night game. I'm sorry, seven o'clock. So be careful with your start times. Yeah, this, this is what we know right now because there are going to be some games impacted by by the heat. We've had some kickoffs pushed later into the night, and there will probably be some others that we don't yeah. have at this time. So, again, check your local listings. But right and, now – And here, you know, we'll just tell you, Mo, it's a fluid situation. It's a fluid situation. Absolutely. <laughs> Taking it back to 2020. Yeah. Um, currently scheduled for a 7 o'clock kickoff at Summit, the Centennial Cougars, fresh off of a 34-14 win in the Battle of Franklin over Franklin, taking on Summit, which scored 33 points in the second half at Spring Hill for a 40-0 victory there. Um, 
Seemed like old times for the Spartans, huh? Yeah, and and I'm curious because I'm not gonna. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but mm-hmm. I'm curious if speaking of old times, if Brian Coleman has reverted back to some of his old ways offensively. Well, I know the other team has. Let, he'll be facing this week. Let, let me just say, quarterback Mason McElhaney, running back Dominic Hollis, rushed for 283 yards. Sounds like it, man. It sounds like they may have have reverted. Brian Coleman back to three yards in a cloud of dust, maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, Centennial defensively. May may be able to deal with that a little bit better than than the Raiders were, and offensively, the Cougars got on the ground as well with um, their two headed running back game of Dominic Reed and Tanner Lee combining for two hundred and thirty one yards and five rushing touchdowns. I think this one's going to be fun. I, I absolutely believe this is going to be a really good matchup. Anytime you know Jamal Stewart in his first season at Centeno. Anytime he's on the field, he's going to have a chance to win. This is going to be a great matchup of two phenomenal coaches and two uh, very talented football teams. So I, I think this, you know, Centennial made a, a big run last year, defeated this summit team uh, at, at Centennial last year and was, was a big reason that, for their success. Mm-hmm. So I know Brian Coleman is, is ready to get back on the field with these guys. Absolutely. Spring Hill following that 40 to nothing loss in week one to Summit. Things don't get any easier for the Raiders as Mount Pleasant comes in for this one. Um, the Tigers winning 29-6 in the opening week down at Wayne County. And we mentioned their big playability. Well, Darian Mesa caught two passes. One for 47 yards, one for 49 yards. Both wound up in the end zone. Um, Efficiency. Efficiency, absolutely. And um, Keevan Cooper caught a touchdown as well. His was only 12 yards. Doing Keevan Cooper things. Yeah, but, um, yeah, again, this this is a team that can score from anywhere at any time, and that makes it tough on both sides of the ball when you're playing against them. And Spring Hill, again, shut out against Summit despite 80 total yards from sophomore Trey Isaac. Um, caught, caught two balls for 43 yards, had six carries for 37 yards, and it's going to be a lot about him offensively for the Raiders, I think. But um, – yeah, again, um, Mount Pleasant, I think, really playing with something to prove this season. And this is another opportunity for them to go out and, and win a big game in a county rivalry. Well, we talked, I mean, we've talked about Mount Pleasant a lot over the last couple of, uh, of years. And these, I mean, let's be honest, this group of, of seniors along with some young guys like, you know, the McClure's and, and, and mm-hmm. but this, this is a, a group that is destined for big things. And obviously a win over a County rival, a bigger school would go a long way for that confidence. So. They defeated Spring Hill 24, nothing last year in Spring Hill, looking for more of the same. Another game that as of right now is scheduled for seven o'clock 
but considering independence is playing surface, you feel like this game's going to get pushed back. Because if it's as hot as everybody says it's going to be on that artificial turf, no yeah. thank you. And Summit's got artificial turf too, right? They do. So, yeah, anybody with artificial turf is going to be struggling on Friday yeah. night. Hydrate. Yeah, hydrate going in, both players. And that was an issue all last week. And sure. It wasn't even hot last week. So. And it wasn't even hot. So, yeah, if, you, so. If, if you don't think it's going to be an issue this week, go ahead and just get ready because uh, cramps are going to elongate games. Mm. It's just going to be a tough night. But, yeah. They're, they're going to elongate games that are going to start late to start I don't, with. I don't even talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah, pay, you know, Paige goes down to Giles County, gets kind of escapes with a win. Oh, well, that's a sneaky rivalry there, oh, Paige and Giles County. I mean, they used to be in the same district, region, whatever. Right. And yeah, and you kind of forget that. But but yeah, the, I don't know that it's necessarily a a blood rivalry. I don't think they like each other a whole lot. Well, but the, it's always an exciting game when they play each other. Well, you're talking about five A. Finalist mm -hmm. versus three A semifinalist, and if you don't count Alcoa, which it's hard to count Alcoa, who knows how many times Giles County would have been in a state championship game if they hadn't had to go through the tornadoes to get there. Yeah, they they'd really like to go west at some point. I bet they would. <laughs> so, I mean, these are two highly touted programs, very successful programs in recent memory, and so watching them go head to head on the. Uh, uh, on the gridiron last week was or listening to Wade Neely, mm -hmm. uh, it was fantastic. And and but yeah, Paige, big, big. Paige survives 35 34 in overtime down at the Brickyard. Now they get to go to Independence, the second set of Patriots that the Eagles have had to deal with here in the opening two weeks. And they're hoping for a better fate than they got last week over at Oakland when they fell 34 14. So, um Page played with a couple of quarterbacks in that Giles County game. Uh, Jonathan Palmer, William Weebush got 107 rushing yards out of Ethan Cunningham in that win at Giles County. Uh, Eagles kind of sputtered offensively, but again, it's Oakland. Yeah, it's Oakland, and what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, they, they are kind of reaching that same status that you kind of mentioned with Alcoa just a second ago. But, um, sure. Clay Davis, 61 yards and a touchdown for Independence. Luke Neely in his first start rushed, rushed for a touchdown late in that ball game. And so, you know, offensively, Independence still trying to figure some things out. Page may or may not have Clemson commit Ronan O'Connell, who had some back issues um, late in the preseason. I do not believe he played in that Giles County game. I'm not entirely right. sure. but um, So they will look to get him back. But even without him, they rushed for 382 yards against Giles County. There so you go. They, they got it done on the ground. The Patriots did. Um, at Summertown. A little bit of a surprise. I was really kind of surprised with the Eagles. They they are at home in their home opener against Wayne County. Both those teams 0-1. As we mentioned, Wayne County lost to Mount Pleasant 29-6 in Waynesboro last week. They now come to Summertown. The Eagles under new coach Dan Winfrey and 
former Lawrence County coach, Dan Winfrey, lost at Lawrence County 14 to 7. And I, as you said, kudos to the Eagles because I, I, I did not expect that game to be that close. No, I don't think any of us did. I don't think Lawrence County did. And I'm not sure that many people in Summertown did yeah. outside of the, the folks wearing blue wearing, on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, and, and boy, this is, this is rough. Could we not get, could we not change this kid's name? Caden McCroy. Caden McCroy. Not McCoy, who we'll definitely talk about here in a minute. Caden <laughs> McCroy. With an R. For Summertown with the only touchdown for the Eagles. Freshman. Yeah, freshman, man. Seven carries, 33 yards. I'm taking the over on seven carries for Caden McCroy this week. Probably a good call. Yeah, and I, Wayne County, Wayne County actually played really well against yeah. a very talented Mount Pleasant team. So look for them to be a, 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 a you know a tough out for Summertown. Here's um, a number that jumped out at me from that Mount Pleasant Wayne County game, and it's a number that a lot of folks are going to need to take notice of when they play the Wildcats. 65 rushes, 289 yards. It's not great on the yards per carry, but 65 but, rushes but is – it, it really shortens the game. It will pound you. Yeah, and, and, you know, go look up that YouTube video of Marshawn Lynch about over and over and over and over. Exactly. And over again. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough to take. But I – Wayne County, I think, ran about 70 offensive plays. I think Mount Pleasant ran half of that, if half. So um, they're going to shorten the game on you, and Summertown's defense is really going to be challenged. Our running back Ryder Butler had 135 yards. Drew Bevis, the quarterback, rushed for 107 yards. So, again, it's, it's going to be ground chuck for Wayne County. And if Summertown's defense can hold up, they got a shot. We'll see how that one goes. Um, next, staying in Lawrence County, this game has been pushed back to 7.30 as of now. Lawrence County at Loretto, both coming in at 1-0. Again, Lawrence County having defeated Summertown 14-7 uh, last week. Loretto with a big 45, uh, 45 to 29 win at Collinwood. And as we mentioned last week, Carter Daniel. Took a little while for Loretta to get going, but when they did. When they it, did, it, was... it, it, it took, took a little while for him to stop. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. 239 passing yards and a pair of touchdowns for Carter, both those to Corbin Reynolds. Um, Clint Seymour, four catches for 152 yards, did not get in the end zone. And they ran the ball pretty well also. Jaden Stoltz with 110 rushing yards and three touchdowns in that win for the Mustangs. So that balance is going to um, be beneficial for the Mustangs as the season progresses, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we talked about Lawrence County coming out of that preseason finale against Mount Pleasant and their size. Um, they rushed for 241 yards in that win against Summertown with Tay Everly, Ian Clayton, and Isaiah Bentley. I'm interested to see how well they're able to replicate that run game this week against Loretto and how well they're able to hold up in pass defense against 
Daniel and, and those receivers, um, Seymour Reynolds and Jack, Jack Welch. So, yeah, Lawrence County's got, uh, got some athletes obviously up front and on the backside, but Loretto has got an athlete to match him in every, every aspect. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this one plays. Yeah. Coming off of a tough 16, nothing loss in their opener at home, Columbia Central goes on the road to Dixon County. The Cougars are 1-0, and and it's the first time that the Cougars defeated Creekwood since 2018. They have come into this matchup. Columbia Central and Dixon County have played in week two for like the past 12, 14 years. Forever. Yeah, and um, again, they won 18 nothing this past weekend against Creekwood. So it's going to be interesting, I think, <laughs> with them coming into this game with some confidence and Columbia Central obviously still trying to figure some things out under first-year coach Tredarius Goff. I was just thinking, they've been playing on week two since it was called week one. <laughs> That's a while. That, that is a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, obviously Columbia Central has, has struggled against Marshall County. And I don't know if it was a mental block or, or not. Could have been, may not have been. I don't know. Obviously, Dixon County has had some issues against Creekwood. They overcame that last week. They've certainly had issues against Columbia Central over the last several years. Can they overcome it again? I think, but I think this is going to be one of the better Columbia Central Dixon County matchups that we've seen in a long time. I think if you're a Columbia Central fan, what you're looking for this week is that improvement from week one to week two. Central sustained some, some penalties that you didn't necessarily want to see. They had some breakdowns on special teams, one of which led to a safety. You know, they did block a field goal, though. They did. Um, so they did some good things, just not enough of them. Um, Caden McCoy – Noar, 75 rushing yards, 22 carries. So, you know, never really got that breakaway run that you're used to seeing out of him. Um, his offensive line still needs to gel a little bit and be able to get him to the edge. And once that happens, those, those chunk plays will come from Caden McCoy. And Columbia Central hopes that's this Friday night, starting at 8 o'clock. At least, maybe later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's the slate it is. for Friday night. Yeah. Let's, um, let's make some picks. Let's do it. But first, let's take a break. All right, then. We'll be right back on what? What did you call it? The Main Street Murray Football Preview Show for week two. It's a lot. It is. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Right. Chris, let's make some picks. Let's start at the beginning. Columbia Academy at Webb Bell Buckle. One of these teams. I see, gonna... I see we're not going to go over last week's results. Well. Um, Considering I was six and one. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, no, we're not going to go over last week's results. You were six and one. I was five and two. Who did, <laughs> what what was the difference? Who did I pick? MTCS. Ah, you picked MTCS. Yeah. Well, 
caught some flack for that too, by the way. Good, good. As well you should have. And you were almost wrong. I, but I, I was hopeful that I wouldn't be. Well, yeah, well, anyway. Um, I'm not going to pick against Columbia Academy this week if that makes you feel any better. Uh, it matters not to me. <laughs> Talk to them. <laughs> Go Bulldogs this week. Yeah. Um, so you like the Bulldogs in this one? I do. I do as well. Uh, next up, what's the next one? Centennial, Centennial and Summit. I am – I always struggle picking against Brian Coleman's teams. Yeah, but – But, you know, I've still got some graduation stuff hanging up at my house that's two-tone blue. So – C-C-C-H-S, absolutely, yeah. yeah I you. like the Cougars here. Um, let's see, next, Mount Pleasant, Spring Hill. It's hard to go against last year's results. Almost the entire team coming back from Mount Pleasant, and then after what we saw last week, it, you got to go Tigers here. Agreed. Smart money's on Mount Pleasant. Page at Indy. Man, this is a tough one because, again, Paige is coming off a really difficult game. Independence obviously having to play Oakland to start. You never you never like to play two teams that played in the state championship games back-to-back to start the season, but uh, Independence has, has done it for a couple years now. Um, they don't have any issues, you know, with, with tough opponents. No, they don't. They do not. Regardless of who the coach is, they do not have a yeah. problem going and – They'll play seeking it. out tough competition. Anybody, anywhere, anytime That's is it. kind of the indie motto, but I don't think it's going to be any better this week than it was last week. You know, here's what I'm looking at. Paige, over the last two seasons, during which they've gone to the Class 5A state championship game, they've lost five games. Independence has beaten them in two of those five. There you go. So I think Page has got a score to settle right here, and they're going to do it in Thompson Station right there off 840. I like the Patriots here. Um, Wayne County at Summertown. This, man, I, you know, I was super surprised at how well Summertown played last week. I don't know how much of it was Lawrence County being surprised and maybe never quite getting motivated mm -hmm. to a point where – they were able to pull away. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Wayne County because I feel like they, they, they had a really good showing against a Mount Pleasant team that I'm really high on. I'm going to go with Wayne County just because I'm afraid if they just get on the ground and stay on the ground that by the fourth quarter, Summertown may get worn down. I'm and they don't have many numbers. Right. The numbers at Summertown are pretty low. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a great, great point. Lawrence County at Loretto. This may be the toughest game to pick. I really think I, I think this may be the most difficult game that we picked this week because Lawrence County is not going to make the same mistake in underestimating an opponent that they, they did may last, have that they may have made last, last week. week. Mm -hmm. Because Loretto is not a team you can underestimate. They're really, really good, and I think everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to shorten the game. Lawrence County will. I think they can. I think they can shorten the game. And 
if they're going to have a chance, that's where it's going to be. But, man, both these teams are so senior heavy, senior laden. It's just it, they've both got experience in this type of ball games. Who won this game last year? I feel like Lawrence County. I think Lawrence won County it, did too. I'm going to go with Loretto here, but boy, I, I think it's going to be a very, very, very tight matchup, and it could go either way. I think Lawrence County can shorten the game. I think Lawrence County will shorten the game. I think Loretto has more big playability than Lawrence County out on the edge in the passing game, and I think that's the difference. I think the Mustangs win this one at home. Right. And finally, 8 o'clock, Dixon, Tennessee. Cat fight. Hmm. Lions and Cougars. No bears. No bears. No Tigers. Thank goodness. Oh, my. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, who you like? All right. So Columbia Central comes into this one. And, and look, here's the thing. This is a team who feels like it should know its identity because despite having three different coaches in the last three years, they've all run the same offense. And they've all learned, run the same offense, who learned from each other in the system. John Moore taught Tredarius Goff this offense. John Moore learned the offense from his dad, who learned the offense from, you know, who, who Bobby Sharp also learned the offense from. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a lot has changed despite the fact that they've had three head coaches. And I think that's a positive for Columbia Central. And they've just got athletes everywhere. Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy, Cortez Duncan. They, they've got the guys. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And, again, I think last week was a mental block. I think this week they have more confidence. It's a team that they've, they've beaten in the past. They feel like that. And, and as much as maybe you don't want to say stuff like that, high school kids, that matters. they got to believe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Columbia Central feels like that they should win this game, and I think they will. I think – this team is going to grow up a lot from last Friday to this Friday. I think Case and Tice is going to take a step forward. Um, I think athletically, Columbia Central is probably better than Dixon County. Um, and uh, I think they win this ball game. I think Dixon County keeps it close some kind of way because they're playing with some confidence as well. I think so too. But I, I think Columbia Central goes on the road and gets Trey D his first victory. Well, follow me at ChrisCI14 for updates all night long, literally. Follow me for updates Thursday night at Bell Buckle after hopefully getting the over cafe. there in time to go to the Bell Buckle Cafe and on Friday from Spring Hill at Mopadden underscore sports. That's going to do it for the Main Street Murray football preview show for week two. That is long. It is. Maybe it's we need wordy. to come up with a we'll figure something out. Yeah, with yeah, a um, acronym or something. There you go. Know. We'll work on that. Come back next week and see.